Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Basketball, football, they have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You can get your winnings back in two hours. My favorite, the same game parlays. You can bet five or ten bucks in one 150 bucks or more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started now. Sign up promo code Colin so they know we and I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast, presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody. Welcome in Monday Morning Podcast. I can't wait to talk to Dave Wanstat today about the Big Ten, the Bears, Tua, Justin Fields. Um, there's just a lot of different topics. We're nine, ten days away from like the Bears opening up camp. I saw this story, and I think it's worth talking about. Um, ben Lieber is a current sideline reporter. He's a former Minnesota Viking. One of my constant themes has been, I think, over the last year, and if you watch The Herd uh, on TV or listen on radio, about how the game is changing. Quarterbacks make more. They want more. Uh, the, it's an offensive league. Pete Carroll has struggled. He struggled with Russ. Belichick last couple of years with Brady. Um Brian Flores got fired, struggled with Tua. And I was told after the season this year, I think it was after the season, from somebody I trusted uh, in the Minnesota kind of ecosystem um, that Zimmer and Kirk Cousins really had a chilly, chilly relationship. And so Ben Lieber, the former Viking linebacker, came out this weekend and said, Mike Zimmer did not like Kirk Cousins. 
And it's interesting because the Vikings defense last year was ranked 30th and Kirk Cousins offense was ranked 12th. And the Vikings only had one double digit loss all season. Do you know that's the fewest in the NFL? Um, they had eight one possession losses. That was the most in the NFL, two more than any other team. That's why I picked the Vikings this year to be my surprise team in the NFL. 13, 14 wins. I think they're going to be great. Um, they got the tall Sean McVay as their new coach. This is what I've been saying about Pete and Bill and Vic Fangio. And I think Carson Wentz is going to hear this from Ron Rivera is that the culture's change. Quarterbacks make more. They want to be respected more. Uh, and they want more of a voice. And, you know, it's funny about Kirk Cousins. Does he have a lower ceiling? Yes. Does he shrink? But if you look at the Vikings last year, and I want you to look at them this year, outside of the game at Buffalo, their schedule's very favorable. The tougher games are mostly at home. And their road games are very winnable at Philly, at the Saints, at the Dolphins, at the Commanders. Um, really winnable games. But I think more than that, if you've ever had a boss who was rigid, and I think Zimmer's a good coach, but a little rigid, and you didn't think he trusted you, I absolutely think it affects performance. And I think Kirk Cousins whose personality can shrink in big games anyway. If you look at their season last year, they lost a couple of overtime games. They were just not very good late. And I think that's going to be the game changer, is that Minnesota is has a – Kirk's got a little contract extension. He's got an offensive coach. The offensive coach is a fresh set of eyes and ears. And my takeaway is this story by Ben Lieber, the former Viking linebacker, is something I heard last year, which is, and it, it's not like some, uh, you know, Jay Glazer scoop here, but Zimmer and Kirk Cousins just did not connect. And I think that's the greatest challenge for defensive coaches is that I still think many of the principles of a defensive coach win, but things are changing and it's becoming more of an offensive game and you got to lighten up. Um, in fact, you know, I had Cooper Cup on. He said he wishes Sean McVay was meaner. You know, these Zach Taylors, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, good listeners, very much about the psychology and elevating quarterbacks, making quarterbacks feel comfortable. Uh, it matters. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a big year. I think the Vikings are going to have an exceptional year. And I'm going to go out on a limb, 13 and four or 14 and three. I know you think I'm out of my mind. Don't trust the Bears. Don't trust the Lions. And they have always, since Kirk Cousins has been there, they have always played Aaron Rodgers straight up. Let's bring in Dave Wanstat. He's got good shit today. Well, he's one of my favorite people. Dave Wanstat, former Bear head coach and Dolphins head coach, won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys, college coach, now an analyst for the Big Ten Network, former USC defensive line coach. So I was in Chicago, uh, where you've got a place, and uh, I did not run into you this weekend and was bummed out about that. But I got to tell you something, Coach. That is my favorite food city in America. I freaking had six meals from Thursday night to this morning. Six A++. God, that's a great food city. Well, the next time you come in, I'm taking you to a place that's cash only. They write 
the menu on a chalkboard, whatever the chef decides to cook, and it's in a house in Little Italy. <laughs> I just, I love the And peep- I, pro- I promise you, we'll get out of there alive. We'll get out of there alive. No, it, <laughs> it, there's just something about the people are great. The sports is great. The food is great. We, I, was, I went walking for an hour 15 this morning all over the city. It was humid and sticky and great. I want to talk about the Big Ten expansion. You are now Big Ten analyst, and and you know USC well. Um, listen, UCLA was broke, a hundred million in debt, and USC was up against it financially. So I get I get the reason, but it is a different conference. You know, the Big Ten teams are built for a little more power football, and the West Coast spreads it out. Just from a football perspective, do you think USC and UCLA will struggle in those late October, November games doing more power football? Well, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, you know, even though they threw it at Oklahoma and the Big Ten's known, quote, unquote, for running the football, I mean, Ryan Day will throw it. As, as much as anybody at Ohio State. Right. And Lincoln Riley, when he was at Oklahoma and they had those great backs, he was not afraid to run it 45, 50 times a game. So I don't see an out of factor. But I'll tell you, you know, for, for our, our viewers, you know, they, I said this on the Big Ten last week. I did a couple of shows because I was a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State with Jimmy Johnson and left there to go to USC as a defensive line coach because of the tradition and the winning. Yeah. And our second year there, we went to the Rose Bowl, beat Ohio State. It had Spielman, Chris Carter, Tom Zach was the quarterback, Keith Byers was the running back, and we upset him in the Rose Bowl and beat him. And then Jimmy got the Miami job, and I left and went to Miami. But I told my wife when we left, I said, this place, we've been here three and a half years now, and every day is kind of a learning experience. There's something else football-wise, alumni-wise, culture-wise that we learn about USC. And, and UCLA, I told the guys at the Big Ten this, because everybody's kind of on their heels right now here in Chicago. Are you kidding me? What does UCLA bring to the table? We know USC, you know, the, all the 17 championships and the Heismans and all that. I said, UCLA has 119 team championships, second to none in the country. I think Stanford, there may be tied. Yeah. But I think they, they may have more than the entire Big so they're getting an athletic program from yeah. top to bottom, men's, women, that is really, really going to bring some national attention, I think. Yeah, well, plus UCLA and USC are academically strong. And yep. you know, the Big Ten's always been Northwestern, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan. I mean, those are, those are great schools. I think people, that's why they want Notre Dame so much. They want their yeah. academics and the revenue. You know, people talk about, and, and this was the fact, oh, how we about the traveling? I said, the traveling is not good. When I was coaching the Dolphins, we went out and played the Raiders and the Seahawks, and we flew out Saturday, got up, played the game, won, and came home. <laughs> I said, forget about that. I says the team, the, the little bit of a shell shock is maybe the teams like Rutgers and some of them that all of a sudden you're adding two teams that you got to play that are going to be tough to beat, you know, just from a coaching's perspective. I'm not worried about travel. I'm worried about who can I beat on the schedule. And you have to, you know, you, you know, UCLA and USC, obviously, you're not going to be easy games for any of those teams. Well, I've been saying this about college football. As much as I love it, it has a big game shortage, is that there's too many bad weekends where you get one great Big Ten game and one great SEC game. 
And I'm like, I want to watch Ohio State, USC. I want to watch Michigan, UCLA. I want to watch Iowa, USC. I want more good games. And and I also think we're going to have an expanded playoff here because I think eventually people are going to complain about two massive conferences having all the best teams. And so I think what we'll get, Coach, is a 12-team playoff and every every conference, the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC, the ACC, yeah. everybody's going to get three or four teams in. They won't complain. But, um, I, you know, I, I, I understand traditionalists. I'm not a traditionalist. I understand them. I'm not going to mock them. But I can't wait to watch USC play Wisconsin and Iowa yep. and Michigan. I mean, yep. you, you work for that network. Those are going to be great games. Absolutely. No question about it. And, and, and I know, you know, you mentioned earlier, I work for the Big Ten network. I think it's tripled already the subscriptions to the Big Ten network in out west in Southern California yep. just because of that. Yep. So, I mean, it's going to be a coast-to-coast and uh, draw, and you'll have to work on some scheduling so the games aren't real late at night, but they can do that. That's easy. I think the teams that have to really – the challenge are going to be the the basketball team and the women's sport, you know, that play – the, the, they're going to have to go out to USC and play hopefully both games in the same week and just yeah. stay there a week and get it done. I want to talk about the Bears because you, you coach there and have you're on the air in Chicago. Um, so they have a new GM and a new coach, and that GM didn't draft Justin Fields, and that coach is a defensive coach. And Fields, I think, is a big talent, but I do think he can be mistake prone. And you know, as a defensive coach, you guys see the world through a different prism. And I'm interested, um, if you inherited a quarterback, didn't draft him, he's not your guy, right? It's much easier right. to come in and go, by Thanksgiving, this ain't working, <laughs> say to the owner. Do you think it hurts Justin Fields a little bit that this isn't the group that brought him in? I, I, I really appreciate your comment, Colin, of saying I see it through a different prism rather than saying you defensive coaches are boring. You know, <laughs> oh, seriously. But I'll tell you what's going on right here. And, uh, you know, the, they're changing the defense, first of all. And we'll get to Justin Fields. But for our, our, our viewers, our listeners, they're going from a traditional 3-4 to a 4-3. And Matt Eberflus, the head coach, he has that Tampa Bay. Actually, what we did at the Cowboys and did at the Dolphins, a 4-3 mentality. So they're – they're going to juggle it around. And everybody's saying, you know, the Bears are publicly are coming out and saying, we're not, re- we're not rebuilding. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's cliche. You know, everyone wants to say, we're just reloading. Barry Switzer could say that at Oklahoma, reloading, and, he, and it, it, it worked. But, but they'll be rebuilding. And I think it's a great decision by the general manager, you know, Ryan Poles, the new general manager of the Bears, because the offense is young. Offensive line, quarterback, running back, receiver. And if they do take the steps that everybody hopes to in Chicago, and they kept Khalil Mack, and they kept Akeem Hicks, and they kept Danny Trevathan, all these older players, because of contracts, injuries, whatever, they would have been getting rid of them two years ago. And then the defense would have been trying to catch up with the offense. Right now, this football team is all on the same plane. And so if it works, it's really going to work big. So, you know, and I know this for a fact, talking to some of the offensive coaches up there, it's going to be an offensive-friendly offense. I mean, they're going to run the ball by that, I mean, and they're going to give Justin Fields the best chance to develop one and to be successful. So we're all going to find out here about week eight if he's the guy or not. 
And I hope he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, when the Bears are good, it's better for Fox. It's better for the league, right? Right. Um, Ben Lieber is a Minnesota Viking linebacker, a former Viking linebacker. And he came out and said it was no secret that Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, you know, didn't like each other a ton. So I I had heard after last year that it was a pretty chilly relationship. Um, The Vikings lost more close games than any team in the NFL. Uh, Their defense was pretty good, but they lost a couple of overtime games. And, you know, Kirk, as much as his data, his stats feel like he's a pro bowler, he can shrink in big spots. So I get it. Um, But we are seeing an interesting trend. Belichick and Brady at the end wasn't great. Pete and Russ at the end wasn't great. Zimmer and Cousins wasn't great. You don't hear as many of those stories with offensive. Brian Flores and Tua was reportedly brutal. Do you think defensive coaches, and I think Zimmer's a hell of a coach. I really think Mike was a good coach. But Dave, the world's changed. These quarterbacks now have 10,000 snaps by the time they're sophomores in high school. Do you think the world's changed a little bit? They make more money. They come in ready to play. And that you have to coach them a little differently. Well, I, I don't know. Yes. I mean, I hear what you're saying. But again, as a defensive coach, I think it all comes down to the offense that you run. I mean, the offense that they look at Kirk and, and I don't know Kirk Cousins that well. I was at a banquet with him once. Look at his numbers, everybody, from when he's been at Minnesota. His completion percentage is almost 70%. He's two to three touchdowns, most of the time three to four to interceptions. I mean, his quarterback rating for the four years in Minnesota has been over 100%. But their philosophy on offense was Dalvin Cook, run the ball, play defense, and the quarterback make plays. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of caught in the middle on this thing. I mean, I, I would like to defend Mike Zimmer, but, you know, I, I, I was in the same situation with Ricky Williams. I had Jay Fiedler, an Ivy League kid, a quarterback. And I had the number five, top five defense in the NFL and a Pro Bowl uh, kicker, Linda Mari, And we couldn't win a Super Bowl. Right. You know, it's a quarterback-driven league. Everybody, quarterback gets the money. Quarterback gets the credit. He gets the criticism. I don't know. When things go bad, I just think it's an easy way out for the coach, anybody, to say, you know, if we made more plays at the quarterback position. But I'm not buying that. I think the philosophy that they have at Minnesota when Mike Zimmer was there was run the ball and play defense. And and that's the role of the quarterback. So, you know, if it changes now, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This baseball season turned K's into cash. Big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay, right now, new customers. Step up to the plate. No sweat first bet. Up to a thousand bucks. Here it is. Sign up. Place your first bet. FanDuel will give you, listen to this, up to a thousand bucks back in free bets if you don't win. You get paid fast. It's safe and secure. Great promotions every day. No better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code Colin to get the deal. Get you started. It's called No Sweat First Bet, up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. 
permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee, Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us where it hurts, and it really hurts. It's why I started using Upside, an incredible app, Upside, for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, you earn cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Please use the promo code Colin to get five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Inflation is brutal. This helps. Upside users earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app, promo code Colin. To get five bucks or more cash back in your first purchase of ten bucks or more, five dollars or more cash back in your first purchase of ten or more, use the promo code Colin C O L I N. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As a Pittsburgh guy, I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett guy. I think I was initially, and then in college, the more I watched him, I think I don't see a ton of ceiling. He felt like a second or a third round pick. And in fact, I had a GM in the league tell me, a really good GM tell me, we have him graded as a middle third round pick, but the Steelers go ahead anyway. 
So you've always been a bigger Trubisky fan than I am, but I will say this. I do think Mitch Trubisky as a bridge quarterback is a damn good quarterback. He and Garoppolo yep. are great bridge quarterbacks. You can win a lot of games with him. I don't want to build around him. What if, what if Pickett comes in and they're tied? Who do you go with? They're going to go with Pickett. I mean, I'm convinced of that. I mean, and I think that as close as I am to the Pitt program, I would say that they practice on the same fields, guys. I mean, for our viewers, we have four fields there. They walk in the same door. Pitt goes to the right. Steelers go to the left. Their offices are separated. Their weight rooms, all the facilities are separated. You go out to the practice fields. The first two fields are the Steelers. The second two fields are uh, Pitt. And my point is they eat right there. My point is that nobody knows more about Kenny Pickett. Give Kevin Colbert, the general manager of the Steelers, and Mike Tomlin, the head coach, a little bit of credit. I think they know more than, than any of us. And uh, for them to, to like him without a doubt in their minds, and I talked to a lot of people in Pittsburgh, there was no question. This, they didn't think that he would be there. That's the other side of this coin. You're saying to a GM, thought he'd go in the third round? People in Pittsburgh tell me they thought that he would be gone before they picked 20th or whatever it was. And, uh, and they were going to take another quarterback, a young one. So they were excited to get him. Are you worried at all that when they drafted him, Trubisky probably comes in. They're not paying him much, but he thinks he's a starter. What if Trubisky is better? Not significantly, yeah. but he's a little better understanding the system. Do you still go with Pickett? What's the line on that? No, I, I think that Mike Tomlin's going to go with whoever can win, and I don't think he would have a problem at all. Slow play and pick it if there's a difference. And I've always said this, Colin, you know, 17 years as a head coach, the players are watching the same tape that you are. <laughs> okay? No, really, as a head coach. So you, you might think that we're going to trick these guys and we're going to start this guy or play this guy, but really on the tape, Player B is a lot better, and he's making more plays and completing more passes and throwing less interceptions. The players are watching the same tape. So Mike Tomlin's got, not going to fall into that trap. He's going to play the best guy. Yeah. All right, let's go. When I bring you on, I like to talk Bears, Steelers, Dolphins, Owas. So my, my prediction on Tua is this. I really like their skill people. Uh, Waddle, yeah. Cedric, Wilson. I think it's a terrific three. Mike Gusecki. Tyreek Hill, very capable backs. Um, again, nice. I think they're okay on the offensive line, not great. But they bring in Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's always been a good offense for a quarterback. It's not quarterback reliant. It's quarterback friendly. Um, yeah. Tua, I think his strength, accurate thrower. It's like Jimmy G. There's a ceiling, but Jimmy gets the ball out. And he gets it to guys, run after catch. Well, shit, that is Tyreek Hill. I think he led the NFL in like, maybe I'm wrong on this. I read it like bubbles. 75% of his catches were not deep. They're bubble screens. They're get the ball out to him quick. Tua can absolutely activate that. I think the issue is going to be, I think Tua is going to be pretty good. I went and looked at his numbers from last year. And I said, if they improve 15%, the dilemma is going to be, oh, crap. Do we have to pay him knowing he's in the same division with Josh Allen? Because I think his yep. number, I think he's going to complete about 66%. He's going to have a 94 passer rating, a three to one touchdown interception ratio. He's not Mahomes. He's not Herbert. He's not Burrow. He's not, 
So right. I think what you're going to get is a very – this quarterback system, Dave, it works. Christ, Garoppolo's making 27 large. It works. You can win a lot of games in well, this thing. No no question. Two thoughts come to mind with, with your comment, your question there. Number one, the first time if you talk to anybody in the NFL and you say uh, Shanahan, what's the third, first thought that comes to mind? One of the best – game plan run schemer there is in the league yep and and so that's what you got to expect with the dolphins so their their run game they were 28th i may be wrong on this 27th 28th or 29th in the league rushing the football last year they were they weren't very good at all they didn't really give two of the chance that they had and you're right tyree kill i'm part of a group of well 10 15 coaches called the 33rd team Okay. Yeah. And uh, we have Zooms and meetings and we just talk ball and, and we do some things. We're going to have something new going on with, uh, with our group uh, this fall. But we were, we were talking and watching tape on Tyree Kill. And you're exactly right. He led the NFL in yards after catch. And so the point is that that fits right in. Get the Perfectly. ball on quick and, and let him run. Yep. I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds too simple for some of these geniuses. But I'll tell you what, if you come out of the Shanahan system and, and I was coaching the Dolphins and I was coaching the Bears when his dad, you know, w- was coaching the, 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 he was the offense coordinator of the 49ers and then he was the coach at Denver. And so I know the system and uh, he's doing exactly what his dad did from the standpoint of philosophy wise. And it, it's working. I think he's going to be a little bit like a left handed Jimmy G. He'll get banged up. You can see the ceiling, but he'll get rid of the ball quick. He'll deliver it accurately. And in the end, the coaches will win a lot of games. You're going to win 10. I think they're going to be a 10 win team. I think Miami is a playoff team. Do you? You know, you can't, you can't lose sight of this. When he was struggling early, every week, we were all talking about it on all the shows. Uh, Deshaun Watson going to the Dolphins, Deshaun Watson being traded to the Dolphins, and two is playing horrible. All of a sudden, halfway through, the general manager down there says, that's enough. Enough talk about this. Uh, w- you know, this is our guy. We're, we're out of the Watson stakes. We're right. not interested anymore. And it's Tua. And his numbers, his performance, it was like night and day. Yes. So I think that now you get an offensive coach, okay, it's the first time that he's ever had a head coach that's the offensive coach. Nick Saban, right, Alabama. I think his high school uh, coach was a defensive coach. I could be I think he was. Colin, you got me again. You know, what can I say? You no, I think me. you're right. Yeah. I think it's high school, Saban, Flores. I think they all were defensive coaches. So now you got the head coach putting his armor on him and the meetings, giving him some loving. Uh, boy, I, I, the, the guy, I think that could accelerate his performance uh, twofold, really. I, I really do, just because of the environment and the atmosphere that he's going to be in now as compared to the past. And the other, you know the one thing I like about Tua? When he's getting all this crap, Dave, he's really good at the microphone. He handles yep. it. He laughs at it. He rolls his eyes at it. Baker could get real snarky, real defensive. And Tua's like, yes. it's all good. You know that. The last thing you want is you have to answer a question because your quarterback the day before got in an argument with the media. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. No, no question. And, and I think, you know, two is the type of quarterback that you hire him in any profession. He's going to make your team or your business better. He's just got he's, he's got that type of charisma, and I think he's got that type of mentality. So 
here's I'll throw this at you. Um, Dave, you know this really well because you're one of the few guys who won in the pros and college. There's there's not many guys who did it. Jimmy, Pete Carroll, there's not. You're on a short list. There are certain guys, and they don't always have to be great players, but they're guys, guys, and the players love them. They're great locker room guys. This is what I've said about Jimmy G. He's a great looking guy. He's a nice guy. Impossible to hate. And I think Brady sensed that in New England. So get this guy out of here. Like, guys love Jimmy G. Right. And so, I mean, this whole Trey Lance circus, he's been great. He's been a total, I mean, a coach's dream. So my takeaway is you can't keep Jimmy G in that locker room and then demand that Trey Lance own the locker room. Jimmy's just one of those guys. You want to go hang out with him and have a beer and watch the, you know, if there was a guy in the locker room you want to go out and have a steak dinner with, it's Jimmy G. And that's if Trey Lance is a great kid. And my takeaway is you got to get him out of the locker room. If you want Trey to have a shot at owning that damn locker room, you can't have Jimmy G in the quarterback room. Your thoughts? when When my tenure ended at the Dolphins, it was the year that Ricky Williams took a sabbatical. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we were hit with a couple hurricanes, and we started the season off bad, okay? They were using our facility as a hurricane shelter. Okay, put that aside. So we start off bad, and I remember that Wayne Huizenga, God bless his soul, he was the owner of the Dolphins. He yeah. came in and said, I want to play some of these younger players. And, and, you know, we had won 10 games a year before, and, and we were off to a one-in-five start or whatever it was. And I said, Wayne – Jay Fiedler, if we start another quarterback other than Jay Fiedler, we will lose this locker room. Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Patrick Satan, these guys believe in Jay Fiedler. So I can relate to your story. And as long as Jay was on that team and I was the head coach, Jay, Jay had to be the guy. And maybe he wasn't as talented as the backup guy, uh, but – from a mentality standpoint and a belief standpoint. And there's nobody that has more, more influence on a team than the quarterback. When he comes into the huddle and he in a critical situation and he's looking everybody in the eye, he's the only guy talking. And when, he's, when he makes a statement and calls a play and says something at the end about, we got this, we can do this, it, that makes a difference in the world. That's Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady at halftime, halftime, when are there 28 – uh, point comeback against the Atlanta Falcons when you and I were working the show uh, in Houston, the Super Bowl. Tom Brady was the guy that got the offense. I talked to Deion Lewis, their uh, their running back coach, and that's what. And Tom was the guy that got that offense together and said, "Believe in me, we're going to do this thing." Qu- quarterback's the guy. Yeah, no, there, there really is. I mean, you know this. When you, when you recruited quarterbacks, like my thing with Justin Fields is I know he's big enough, fast enough, talented enough, and has the arm. My question is, is he the guy? Is, is he a guy yep. that guys rally around? Do you think he is? Well, I, I do. I hope so. You know, I'm, 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 I know I'm sounding like I'm on the fence a little bit, but probably because I am a little bit. I want to see him this year. I think that this year's offense is going to give him the best chance. And I've always evaluated NFL quarterbacks like this. What number one, when they're down 10 points with six minutes to go in the game, 
can they bring their team back and score twice and win the game? That usually separates quarterback. When you look at the Bradings, the Mannings, the Marinos, all those guys, I mean, the, the great ones can do that. The ones that can't bring their team back but are really good players, uh, unfortunately, they don't fall into that category in my mind. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. it's. Um, did you think – sometimes I do think media market matters. L.A. is not as vicious as Philadelphia. Um, Chicago, the Midwest is a friendlier place than New York, Philadelphia. Uh, it's less snarky than maybe San Francisco or Los Angeles. Um, if Fields struggles this year, um, are the McCaskies reactionary? If the media starts clobbering him, what is your sense when you were with the Bears? Is the media tough? Are the fans brutal? They're not as brutal as Philly. What's the media? And by the way, do the McCaskies listen to that? Yeah, uh, yes, I, I think they do. They, they listen to the, the, the one thing owners can do. And I used to tell my assistant coaches this, make sure we got 11 guys on the field, okay? Not 12, okay? <laughs> because the owners might not know anything about football, but they can count. And they can count. When, when there's 12 guys on the field and they throw the flag, the owner's sitting in the box saying, why did that happen? You know, and the same thing, they can count seats. That's my point. And, you know, in Chicago, if you don't win, they're not going to come to the games. The Bears are trying to get this new stadium. So, I mean, do they listen to it? Sure, they do. They'll probably all say they don't, but they do. They do. Because in the end, it comes down to attendance and it comes down to marketing and it comes down to money. Yeah. Well, Wayne Huizinga, you you respected him, but he could be reactionary, couldn't he? Uh, he never was until the last year. And then he kind of got that way because we didn't go to the Super Bowl. Uh, even though we're winning 10, 11 games a year, uh, you know, a little bit, but, but Wayne was good. Wayne, Wayne was, uh, probably as good as, uh, is, is any owner that, that I've been around, even though not working for, but associated with, he was good. He yeah. was good. Jimmy always told me Jerry was good for the first few years when he was building up the business. It was after Jimmy started winning, <laughs> Jerry wanted to show up. Well, I can, t I can tell you the story. We used to, uh, Jimmy kind of believed that we would take he always calls it the inner circle we still get together once a year we just had a little reunion down his place about two months ago it was north turner our offensive corner i was obviously the defense corner uh tony wise our line coach our attorney uh and then troy comes in and the inner circle he called it butch davis came so we would sit and so we would go for a jog every lunchtime and we didn't talk about anything except the upcoming game and where we were at and and I remember we were getting ready to head out for a jog. And it was that year, like third year when we were winning playoffs. And Jimmy did just got finished with his press conference. And they were setting up all these tables and they were bringing in these big steaks and, you know, they're setting up the catering. And we were walking out and Jimmy turned to somebody and said, what's going on? And they said, oh, Jerry's having a press conference this afternoon and he's feeding the media steaks and, He's going to feed him and have his own press conference. Oh, Jesus. And I looked at I looked at Jimmy and he looked at me and I knew he never said a word, but I knew that was kind of the beginning of the end. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry plying the media with sirloin. No, I mean, well, I, and I think it happened, Paul. And I think it was two weeks later, Troy threw an interception and when Jimmy comes out in the press conference at 11 o'clock and says, hey, I don't care who you are. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. You turn the ball over, we're going to have issues. And one o'clock, 
Jerry at his press conference and they said, what, what do you think about the turnovers? And it might have not have been Troy, it might have Emmett, whatever. And he says, oh, no, there's no problem. We're fine. <laughs> so you can imagine the headlines of the Dallas Morning News the next day. No chance. That was no chance. That was not going to fly. <laughs> I think that's so funny. All right. So you and Jan, uh, when do you go back to Chicago? We are here now full time. I got in last week. Yep. I am here now full time. Uh, I did a little show tonight for uh, the Bears on NBC. And uh, I start my Big Ten and radio shows here in a couple weeks. The Bears go to training camp in nine days. So I'll be up there. I'll be all in. Um, yes. So we're here. We are absolutely here. I was at last night. You may be too young to not even recognize it. So I'm at a function last night. It's Smith and Lewinsky's. Yeah. Baycast here in Chicago. And I'm at a private party in the back. And someone comes up to me and says, Coach, Mr. T is in the room next door. Yeah. I walk over and he comes up and we hug. His daughter went to high school with my daughter. And we used to see each other at all the volleyball events and all that. So I'll tell you, it's great to be back in Chicago. I mean, you, I'm not running into Mr. T in Naples, okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> For people, uh, I was introduced to Chicago very late in my life. Um, I'd done all the West Coast stuff. Um, I'd done a lot of Dallas. I'd done a lot of Northeast stuff um, throughout my career. I got introduced through my wife to Chicago. It is my favorite city in America. The people, yeah. the architecture. Uh, we have a cute little tiny place near a park. Um, I just love it. I love I've, everything about it. Yeah, no, it's good. And I'll tell you what, there's a, a lot of excitement, right? It's a sports town. Oh you know, my God. It, it's just, it, it's a, I mean, this town and you know, the, the big talk now is the bears are, I'll throw this out since we're talking Chicago. I mean, the bears are, I think they're going to move. I think they're going to leave soldier field and move out to Arlington to the racetrack and they're going to build a new stadium. And supposedly there's going to be a hotel involved and there's going to be a gambling casino. I mean, it's going to be a big move for the Bears, and I think it's happening. I really do. So stay tuned. Stay close to that one. Yeah, I heard the, there's, the a cas there's a casino going downtown Chicago where the Tribune building is. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's good. Right now, the Cubs. The Cubs won today. I was watching. I, I, I got to get caught up. I just got up there calling, so I got to start watching Tony LaRusso and the, and the Sox, and I got to start watching the Cubs and get caught up here so I'm not uh, – so I'm, I'm not blindsided of the, some of these media guys, you know, they're into it. This is a sports town. Well, uh, Ann, can't wait to see your lovely wife again. I appreciate you coming on. All good stuff. I finished off my vodka Red Bull. Did you finish off Bradshaw's bourbon? No, I got about four more bottles over there, but not tonight. <laughs> but no, I'm good for tonight. <laughs> not it's it's empty. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right, coach. All right. See you, kid. Volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 